Majesty, Your Royal Highness, Mr. President, Excellences, ladies and gentlemen, I accept the Nobel Prize for Peace at a moment when 22 million Negroes of the United States are engaged in a creative battle to end the long night of racial injustice. I accept this award on behalf of a civil rights movement which is moving with determination and a majestic scorn for risk and danger to establish a reign of freedom and a rule of justice. I am mindful that only yesterday in Birmingham, Alabama, our children crying out for brotherhood were answered with fire hoses, snarling dogs, and even death. I am mindful that only yesterday in Philadelphia, Mississippi, young people seeking to secure the right to vote were brutalized and murdered. I am mindful that debilitating and grinding poverty afflicts my people and chains them to the lowest rung of the economic ladder. Therefore, I must ask why this prize is awarded to a movement which is beleaguered and committed to unrelenting struggle, to a movement which has not yet won the very peace and brotherhood which is the essence of the Nobel Prize. After contemplation, I conclude that this award which I receive on behalf of that movement is a profound recognition that nonviolence is the answer to the crucial political and moral questions of our time. The need for man to overcome oppression and violence without resorting to violence and oppression. Peace, family. Today, January 16th, 2020. This is, I wanted to put this out. This is to pay respects to our brother, Dr. Martin Luther King. Dr. King was a great man and his tragic death is even more sad. But I wanted to pay tribute to our brother because sometimes there's a time for foolish uh, talking and then there's a time for respect. And this is one of those times for respect. And, you know, when you have some type of platform or whatever, you want to 
be able to pay respects to your brothers, especially uh, your brothers of great importance into the black struggle in history and whatnot. And this is a time to do that. So there might be a few pauses here and there, but that's out of respect to our brother. There's a holiday that's coming up uh, on Monday, January 20, Martin Luther King Day. Uh, hopefully it'll be a nice, peaceful day. Here's some facts about our brother. Our brother was born January 15th, 1929 in Atlanta, Georgia. One of his famous speeches, I had a dream speech, was heard by millions of people across America. Our brother, Dr. Martin Luther King received the Nobel, that was him speech, uh, uh, his acceptance speech, received the Nobel Peace Prize back in 1964 for peace and nonviolence. Our brother was a great man, but During his struggle for peace and nonviolence, he understood towards the end of his life that sometimes peace and nonviolence, no matter what you do, no matter what you say, no matter what, it just doesn't work. Sometimes, you know, you think people can sit down at a table and discuss, hey, what's going on? Why are your people so angry with my people? But uh, I believe, and if you listen toward the end of his life, his speeches, you'll be able to tell there was a little bit of a change in our brother's speech as to peace. He understood Malcolm X a little bit more in some of the things that our brother Malcolm said. But nonviolence on one end and violence on another end uh, the two doesn't work. You just can't go and beat up a people who are trying to be peaceful with you. But our brother was a great man. And this is just my tribute I'm paying to our brother. I take this platform of mine and I wanted to use it. Our brother was assassinated April 4th 1968 and wow it's call it what you want you can call it assassination you can call it a murder you can call it whatever you want to call it but just believe he didn't die of natural causes
Our brother was a minister and an activist. He's known, more importantly, for the civil rights movement and peace movement. He died in Memphis, Tennessee at the age of 39. A lot of times, you know, in history, I don't know, nowadays, history in schools, they don't really give you a lot of stuff. They give you, I had a dream speech. And I had a dream speech was a very, very important speech in America's history as well as black history. I had a dream. But the one speech that more than likely got our brother assassinated was a speech that no one really talks about. And when you look at it, when you think about it, you think about the nonviolence, our brother was killed because, like I said, he started to change a little bit and sometimes change is not always the good thing, especially when people see that the old way doesn't work. So always remember that everybody don't like change. Our brother did a speech towards the end of his life. Matter of fact, this may have been his final speech. The speech was pretty much entitled The Other America. See, back in those days, since we didn't have uh, social media, the internet, some things you could see in other countries and some things you couldn't see. And our brother put out a speech. I'm going to play a clip, a little bit of that speech, and then I'm going to, I'm going to let me cue it up first. I'm going to play a clip, and then I'm going to wrap it up with this tribute to our brother. Matter of fact, I might just let it play out. But this is out of respect to our brother. Normally on Monday, I would drop a podcast, but I won't drop another podcast until next Thursday or unless something important comes up, but it won't be on Monday. I believe I've given you three. This will be the third one this week. This is not going to be a very long one, but this is the third one this week. I don't want to overburden you with my voice and some of the issues that I like talking about or talk about. So without further ado, my brothers and my sisters, we're going to get down to the other America.
Those are people clapping. Our brother standing at the podium. Children. 
Little children in this other America are forced to grow up with clouds of inferiority forming every day in their little mental skies. And as we look at this other America, we see it as an arena of blasted hopes and shattered dreams. Many people of various backgrounds live in this other America. Uh, America. Some are Mexican-Americans, some are Puerto Ricans, some are Indians, uh, some uh, happen to be from other groups. Millions of them are Appalachian whites. Probably the largest group in this other America in proportion to its size and the population is the American Negro. The American Negro finds himself living in a triple ghetto, a ghetto of race, a ghetto of poverty, a ghetto is to deal with this problem, to deal with this problem of the two Americas. We are seeking to make America one nation, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. Now let me say that the struggle for civil rights and the struggle to make these two Americas one America is much more difficult today than it was five or ten years ago. For about a decade or maybe twelve years, we've struggled all across the South in glorious struggles to get rid of legal, overt segregation and all of the humiliation that surrounded that system of segregation. In a sense, this was a struggle for decency. We could not go to a lunch counter in so many instances and get a hamburger or a cup of coffee. We could not make use of public accommodations Public transportation was segregated, and often we had to sit in the back and within transportation, uh, transportation within cities, we often had to stand over empty seats because sections were reserved for whites only. We did not have the right to vote in so many areas of the South, and the struggle was to deal with these problems. Now, certainly, they were difficult problems. They were humiliating conditions. And by the thousands, we protested these conditions. We made it clear that it was ultimately more honorable to accept jail cell experiences than to accept segregation and humiliation by the thousand students and adults decided to sit in at segregated lunch counters to protest conditions there. And when they were sitting at those lunch counters, they were in reality standing up for the best in the American dream and seeking to take the whole nation back to those great wells of democracy which were dug deep by the founding fathers in the formulation of the Constitution 
and the Declaration of Independence. Okay, my brothers and my sisters. You can catch the rest of that on YouTube. It's titled The Other American. Okay, brothers and sisters. For those of you who have the three-day weekend holiday, three-day weekend, call it what you want, enjoy, and I'll see you next week. Talk soon. Rest in peace to our brother, Dr. Reverend Martin Luther King. Peace out, family.